Please don't bother trying to find her. She's not there. Well, let me tell you about the way she looked, the way she acted, the color of her hair. Her voice was so hey, good. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Zoobox, a podcast about nonsense, much of which you're about to hear. Uh, it's just Dan and I again this week. Uh, Mike's dealing with some family stuff, and uh, yeah, so he'll he might be out for a little bit. But don't worry, <laughs> we're back again. Yes, yes we are. Back every day. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting so to say the least. Uh, since uh, twelve hours ago. Uh, about twelve hours ago. Let's see. I no, watched. Actually, no, it was about twenty-four yeah. hours. Ago. Sorry. Whatever. Uh, I got really fucking high last night, and I watched Contact. Nice, nice. Jodie Foster. Dude, that movie's pretty good, man. I'm just saying, like, it's actually really good. Jodie Foster. Was crying. Dan was crying. I wasn't crying. I didn't, like, but I was just like, your father, dog. what a great concept, though. What a great concept as far as, it's Robert Zemeckis, just the director. You know, didn't he direct uh, Where's Roger Rabbit and Back to the Future? Right? Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, Forrest Gump. Yeah, like, kind of these... Icon, they're iconic films, and I'm kind of, I was kind of shocked after watching. It. I was like, man, like this is not regarded as a good science fiction. This is never really. Oh, it is. No, but you know what? I, like, you don't hear it in the same way you hear about Blade Runner or, or oh, because it's a know. different kind. It's more kind of like a like a comparison would be the one that came out a few years ago, uh, Arrival. Right, no, it's more it, akin to like that. Arrival than it is uh, Blade Runner because that's dystopian sci-fi. That's like cyberpunk. Even that's a very niche thing. Like, no, well, I, it's it's but in the science fiction world, it, it's it's held up as like a piece of art. You know, like this is a defining moment for science yeah, fiction, like aliens. Just because you know? the, I mean, for things like Alien or yeah. Blade Runner, it's Blade Runner especially is the aesthetic. I mean, most people actually find that movie pretty boring. But it's such a beautiful yeah. looking movie. It's so hypnotic. I really like that movie. I don't think it's boring. I mean, not to mention the the monologue at the end, completely improvised. It just makes it so much cooler. Um, the rain speech. Yeah, so great, so great, man. That is yeah. such a. I, I watched oh, it. Howard. I watched. I watched Contact, and I'll tell you this much, man. It doesn't get enough attention because it, it really is interesting. It, they have because this movie kind of starts out. In a typical, you know, college student who's a genius, uh, basically is shut down uh, from doing her research because it's just not, it's nonsense, it's nonsense. And she convinces, basically, uh, this rich guy to fund, you know, it's like, it's like the end of the road. She can't get any funding to do this particular research. And then it says, like, four years later, you know, and, oh, we're going to shut you down. And we're going like, to shut uh, doesn't she have like all these satellites and shit too? Yeah, yeah. It's like because that's what I it love was. it. Back then, in the in the mid to late nineties, everybody just assumed that the audience understood what like a UFO like uh, monitoring facility was. Like, there's one in Independence okay. Day. There's one in Contact. Like the guys that sit in the trailer and they're like, "Oh, look! You hear that, bro?" Yeah. And they're always like yeah. playing putt putt or something. Yeah, yeah, they're always, they're always like shirts. They're always yes, like it's in yeah. every fucking movie. I think it's even in context. It's almost exactly that. No, it it, it well because they're in Puerto Rico though. So at least no, but there's dude, there's like, like 15 movies from the, like like a three that year era. period that all have no, that. It, element. It's literally like the core, 
like there's something similar where it's like it's always the scientists you know that that figure shit out they're like a bunch of slobs it's super late at night and they you have know, to call somebody twinkies. and then they call the main character and they wake him up in the middle of the night or yeah. her or yeah yeah right but like uh and then they rush down there and they say have you see this data have you ever <laughs> seen anything like this in your entire life oh my god like, it's i great thought this was only theoretical well, it, what I like about the the film uh, mainly is it's tension, the building, the tension, like how they build, like when yeah. she first hears the sound great, or whatever. Got a great mystery structure, and it's kind yeah. of like giving you a little bit of information here and there. Yeah, and it, you know, a lot of people back when that I remember when it came out, and I was pretty young, and I was mm-hmm. talking to a guy. He must have been like fifteen or sixteen, and I was like twelve, eleven or twelve when it came out. And uh, he was like, it was really good, but the ending was so stupid, dude. So fucking stupid. This guy also did not like cable, the cable guy, so you can't trust oh, well, him. Yeah, you can't trust him. Can't trust him. He's I know tough. people don't like the cable guy, but they're wrong. I've always liked the cable guy. So have I. I'm just saying, go give it a shot, though, people. Or if you've watched it, let me know what you think, because I enjoyed it. The ending, I actually thought... I liked it. It makes sense. I, I it, it does make sense, but I I re ah oh, man I don't want to ruin it I don't want to get like spoil oh, it. Dude, it's Someone a twenty five. I, I know I know, but you know it, it's still it's like there's it's something I would rather someone there's people that listen to this but haven't seen it. That's it, true. it you know let people go enjoy it. But I'll tell you this much: you got Matthew McConaughey with like the sickest young, hair. Young Matthew McConaughey. It's only young like Matt- third or fourth movie. Like, third or fourth. This is right after I think U five seven one or well, somewhere. Well, he did around there. Uh, a Time to Kill. No, it was before U five seven one. That was like two thousand. Uh, so he did a Time to Kill, Dazed and Confused. Maybe Dazed and Confused was his first one. A, a Time to Kill was the one that like he blew up. It's like Sandra Bullock, Kevin Spacey, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, like a bunch of hillbillies kill Samuel L. Jackson's daughter what, and what, what uh, he that goes Kevin after Spacey him. one. The fuck was Waste the Alien? Oh, K Pax. K-Pax, dude. Remember K- Jeff, Jeff Bridges? Bridges? Yes. Dude, Jeff Bridges' most underrated movie ever is Arlington Road. I still think that hey. movie fucks sick. It was coming off of... Uh, I mean, that was after Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, Oklahoma City. Bombing, and then they kind of just tapped into the fear that people had at the time. I mean, it was made a oh, few yeah. years later. I think it came out like 98 or 99. It was but probably... It, t- it. it really it tapped into suburban paranoia about hey. terrorism. Homegrown terrorists. Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested to, to see what the next because uh, you go back, you watch uh, all these classics, all these movies have the you know, especially in cinema, they use real world things to inspire them. You yeah. know, so terrorists or you know, uh, what's another? What's another like theme? Like aliens have always been a big thing. Terrorists, na- natural, like world ending disaster movies is really big for a while. Uh, you you wanted me to freak you out a little bit? Sure. Okay. It's called predictive programming, Dan. So you have no, in the, 90s, the 80s and 90s, you have movies that are all about domestic terrorists constantly. Tom Clancy's huge. Fucking, yeah. you know, all of like things like you just said, like uh, Arlington Road, all that stuff. And then 9 11 happens. And then now we're getting into this era now of. Uh, Homegrown terrorism being like the yeah, greatest but that, threat but, in the world. But like you said, the Arlington Road and a lot of that stuff was inspired by. I don't think people remember how crazy it was in the 60s and 70s with the weather underground. No, and they were bombing government yeah. buildings. 
No, I'm, not, like, I'm not. I'm being facetious when I say. No, that. I I know you are, but I'm saying like that is that was a part of the lexicon at the time, like that type of. Yeah, people have a short memory, yeah. and then it only takes like 20 years, but before people make a documentary romanticizing something awful that happened, like when yeah. they make all of these like glowing docs and articles about the weather underground 40 years later that's like somebody making a documentary about timothy mcveigh and being like he was doing what he had to do yeah he's just fighting for justice which yeah. timothy mcveigh 5G, was inspired baby. by ruby ridge and waco right also so, but there's a lot of evidence pointing that he was uh coerced he was an asset basically i and don't he, know all don't of know. the lsd trials he was involved with in college and stuff he, I mean, you can go read. You can find it online. You can read his manifesto. It's, I think it's like fifty or sixty pages. That's pretty. It's crazy. all. It's all about his like kind of fear of futurism and uh, transhumanism, about men like people like kind of becoming dependent on technology and machines and blah 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 and cell phones and all that stuff. God, that's some fucking. Uh, what's the other dude? The bombing guy. The bombing. Yeah, that- guy. Yeah, the guy that lived in a shack in Montana, the fucking famous. He was sent. He was mailing bombs to people. Oh yeah, the Unabomber. Unabomber, yeah. I can't remember his name right now, but the guy was like a genius. I guess his manifesto is it's like a couple hundred pages. It's a good couple hundred pages. Yeah, and people have said that a lot of the things that he talked about have come true. Like, Let me ask you a question. Do you think he really wrote that, or did the CIA put that out? I don't know. Maybe. Huh? huh? Maybe. Think about well, it, guys. It's, it is. You know, I went back, and I, I, you know, for probably the umpteenth time, and went and started listening to Alex Jones Returns, the Joe Rogan episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. That is probably the best episode of a podcast ever recorded. It is pure and classy and a debauch- debauchery. It's everything. It's just well, like it is the quintessential like Alex Jones experience. Yeah, it's everything. It's the, the one with Tim it's Tim the, Dillon it's, is fun, it's like, but it's like the real. No, those ones it never recaptured that. Like it's so manic, hard. crazy energy where he was kind of allowed to just like go and wide he open. He was tapped in though. Like he was really. Well, that's what on he it. said. He was like, "What was he? Did he say he's he's decompartmentalizing and he's like he's like this is gonna be studied for years." Yeah. Well, he was. <laughs> He's like, he's like, listen, man. He's like, when you get in that psychosis, you you get the golf talking. You get, you know, like all. That's, because the, no, it's but this true is the thing. though. It's you true. Hearing... There's so much stuff, and then once you become like, all you do is research the possibility of it happening again. How do you not see it everywhere? Well, it's it's like I see it in reflections in, in like Tim Pool and these uh, commentators. They start going, wait, what? Like, wait, what? So like, they question every. So they question everything and. I, w- I think what can get away with people is like misinterpreting an event as malicious rather than just ignorance or just stupidness or laziness and competence. Like, yeah. yeah. And they'll read malice into it. They'll read like ill intent where I don't think it's always like that, but I don't, but I'm also a person, I'm very cynical. So I always err on the side of like, Oh, somebody knows what's going on. I don't know who well, it is, but <laughs> I, I think it really comes down to is, like how like so me and my buddy were arguing it's like how did they keep the manhattan project secret for so long you know how how did they do that and that was because most likely i mean because you had whole towns like you had a town built around the manhattan project Mm -hmm. everybody in the town knew it was up but no one talked about it and never really got out of the town because 
Well, it was. It was. No, that's exactly what it was. It was they thought they were working towards the greater good mm -hmm. and that they would rather finish the technology first than someone like the Russians because they knew all these people that were involved in Operation Paperclip, they understood the Russians picked up just as many scientists as they did and uh, people that worked uh, for, for the Nazi regime. So there was definitely a competition uh, in, in the birth of the atomic age, that's where you start seeing all this. Aliens were never really thought of. You know, I mean, I'm, no, they were thought of, but that was the first time when you hear about Roswell and it became mainstream, I guess. Like, like yeah, because there was a way for them to hide their secret projects. Well, no, this is the thing, though. Somebody might have saw something and they're like, shit. And then they literally just play into what was kind of folklore. I mean, you got to even think of like pulp magazines and the kind of stories people read, like for entertainment, War of the Worlds, the radio show, H.G. Wells, the book. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a topic in mainstream society in terms of entertainment, and they, they bridge those gaps. So everybody's already kind of primed a little bit. You're, the, the pump has been primed yeah. a little bit for people to be like, oh, I know about aliens. I didn't think they were, but wow. Like, I know about them, though. And then they make mm. that association, and it makes people, it makes a lot of people just kind of give over to it. Well, I, I, well, when it comes to the Roswell stuff, uh, I'm not super intimately involved with, with the facts of the case, but there is something to be said about the rise of the atomic age and then the suspicion of aliens. Because I think it really comes down to, like, look at an atomic weapon, an atomic bomb, or a nuclear weapon. The amount of destruction that one of those things can cause, it's almost unbelievable i mean it's it's incredible to think that they can get a little uranium whatever whatever and then yeah. a little atom and like you know what i mean like it's incredible it's however they fucking do it it's it's one of the most magnificent terrible things we've ever created so there needs to be recognition that i, I think that if aliens were messing around with humans and um having at least a, a, a watching eye on people the moment we reached the atomic age they knew that's where things drastically changed you know because if you go based off of like graham hancock graham hancock believes that there had been advanced human civilizations, civilizations. yeah prior to which there was uh that's what when was they, him and he brings in that other guy when they talk about all the the flooding Right, but there was there is a I can't remember where it is, but it's it's like twelve that it was it's pretty recent discovery. It's like twelve thousand years old. Oh, and it's it, something. It's like Pika Paku or something like yeah. It's something he Pika, Pika, didn't Pika, didn't Pika he Pikachu. didn't he like argue with the guy from Skeptic Magazine about that on Joe Rogan so. actually. It was actually a great episode, and uh, the Skeptic guy kind of got BF back the fuck out, man. Are you talking just, the one the famous one where Joe Rogan's like? Oh, you called me a conspiracy theorist? Is that no, the guy? No, 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 no. That's oh. the that's the scientism guy or the science science journalist guy. Uh, yeah. What the hell? Is, it's a great. It's a very entertaining episode. That moment is awesome. Uh, but no, he it was Graham Hancock and uh, what's his name? Oh God, the guy who's the, he writes. He's the editor in chief of Skeptics Magazine. Uh, he's been on Joe Rogan a ton. He's been on Joe Rogan a ton. But him and Graham Hancock did. A Michael Shermer. 
Michael yeah, Shermer. it was yeah. Michael Shermer and uh, Graham Hancock because obviously Michael Shermer and he had written about that he thought Graham Hancock was full of shit. Yeah. So they had a talk. Michael Shermer clearly not prepared for the conversation, like, kind of arrogant, and he came in and kind of just didn't had a lot of basic information wrong, which caused him to question his credibility because he was just kind of arrogant about it. Right. Uh, kind like of the if- same way when that guy who was like a a health author a health writer oh and the game changer guy the vegan documentary yeah, vegan guy and the guy blew him the fuck out he couldn't even read studies correctly like that's a pretty big revelation if you're out making claims i'm not oh, even yeah. saying that guy was wrong i'm not even saying he was wrong in principle yeah but he lost all credibility because he couldn't identify or talk about very basic things in the research and that and like, how can you take that guy's word now? Like, you can't. Yeah, well, he hasn't been back on Joe that, Rogan. Since, that would be so. a, a career ruining moment for somebody like that. Their entire do, industry is built on like refuting claims, like the guy, the vegan gains guy, or whatever his name yeah. was made. Like, that's his entire thing. He wrote a book about it. You know, that's pretty. That's not. It's not a good look. I would. No, say. It, it was like uh, Naomi Wolf. Uh, she is a, used to be a third wave feminist type type woman. Yeah, she's a uh, writer, she, and she, she, she's notorious for being like batshit crazy. Well, she wrote this whole book, right? I, I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't remember what it was about, but it was very specific about. Oh, it was uh, about uh death sentences, right? Yeah, it was about death sentences. Yeah, and there was something that was like a very big error. She made a wild claim, I think, about like kind of connecting it to. I want to say it was a uh, was it racism. It was, was something so- to do with, with I think race at, on some level. She made a giant claim, and then the guy who was interviewing her fact checked her work before he interviewed her, and yep. she came on this radio program and blew up her argument on yeah you know, on the radio. Yeah, but she had been known for she's kind of like uh like Hannah Nicole Jones and stuff like that. Like you know the didn't she write the um. 1619 project. project she's she was kind of that kind of writer for a long time and now she's a, a, a what, covid anti-covid person like a well anti-lockdown anti you know anti-vaccinations the, you know and, which and I'm, she, not, she, I'm not saying she's wrong or whatever i'm just saying but she does have like a history, a history of being yeah. wrong and kind of going on wild tangents and making shit up and well, making shit up or just assuming, you know, assuming, presum- presuming to, for something to be true. Sure. It's, it's a, it's, I was listening to this debate with these critical race theorists versus, um, you know, I think it was, Car- it was Carlin Barcinko, Gothics, and this guy named Christian. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible how, because one guy was like a PhD working on his PhD, the other dude was working on his de- masters or something in education. So by the typical, you know, established terms that we have agreed that they are not dumb people, they're at least educated, mm-hmm. right? These are not ingrates or whatever. Uh, you you really their ideology like is so fucking absurd. It is so absurd. Because there are two white guys talking to two black uh, people and a white woman, right? And this is like all this stuff about critical theory. It's like, who the fuck are you to open your fucking mouth? By critical theorists, you should shut the hell up. Oh, and you're no, it is absolutely true. No, because just because like being a particular skin, I'm not. This is not an argument for critical race theory. What I'm saying is, 
being a particular skin tone or whatever doesn't give you like you're not doesn't make you right or have more of a right to say something if you're no, talking no, 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 about no. things that you think are objective sociological these things have been studied we're representing the evidence that we are yeah. purporting to be the yeah, truth but, but, but it doesn't no, but, matter but, no but when you go back to uh, Marcuse, like when they developed this out of the the College of Frankfurt or whatever, like this was developed by off of Freudian uh, theory and Marx theory. This mm-hmm. is it, it is a hundred percent race based. It is. No, a, I'm not. It, your I'm not, opinion is is. Yeah. No, I I know you specific. I'm just saying, but these guys, if you actually look into the like some of the deeper stuff about the critical race theory, like er, and it is dictated. By what race you are is like Abram X Kennedy and uh, D'Angelo White are they're like the establishment version of CRT like they're like not yeah, know. you know the name all like when you start reading about like white is a being whiteness is a sin it's a parasitic syndrome oh that like, was that's, they well, that view was a it. different yeah it was a different white guy that was a recent paper right but but that guy is the teacher of one of these kids. So Yeah, no no and I understand that. But what I'm saying is if you're in a debate and you're having an academic conversation, I'm not saying that what they believe is correct, but they right. are presenting the argument as it has been presented to them. So it's not like right. their opinion. And I and I don't think we should get into what other people do because that would be a tactic somebody would say. Like so if you're a person that disagrees with critical race theory and you're a white person, they would say, Oh, shut the fuck up, you don't have any right no, to speak on no, this. I understand and, but, and I won't play that game with those. But guys. if we're if we're no, but if what I'm saying is if they're on the basis that our entire society is fundamentally built on white supremacy and institutionalized racism. Like yeah. that's basically critical race theory, but it's it's a sociological event as well. It's not just struck like a, a, a infrastructure or whatever you want to say of our system. That it's like white people are born with original sin. You yeah, that's they've defeat. taken a yeah they've taken a religious angle on it for sure. Right. Yes, but like that's but, but by their own standards, by them arguing with a, a person of color. Like they are white supremacists by no, their own. Because any, anybody can serve whiteness. Anybody is susceptible to whiteness. White mm-hmm. people are just more susceptible. No. So if you're talking to a black person that is like, you know, what I guess colloquially people would say is a slur, they like call them Uncle Toms or whatever, like, you know, uh, self loathing black people, whatever. That's what they would call them. That's what they do or, call them. Or Africans. See a lot of those people. Or Afri- black Africans from Africa, Africans. They are viewed as uh, who is it? Tariq Nasheed stated <laughs> it, uh, which he is either the biggest. Like sometimes he calls out the it's like the weirdest guy. He is the weirdest guy. He's a contrarian. Um, he's he's a contrarian. definitely he's a troll. I mean, but then there's also like he's made his new film Buck Breaking. I know. I have a copy of it. Oh, do you? I haven't watched it yet. Somebody um, uploaded it to YouTube. I got alerted to it. They say, "Hey, man, you might want to grab a rip of this before somebody takes it down." So I did. yeah, good, good, good deal. We have to send it to me, or or we can watch it or something. Sure, we uh, can watch it. You have. <laughs> yeah, I think we should, and then put it up on Odyssey. Yeah, uh, but it's it's there is something. What did he say? He goes, Africans are because in their culture, like the lighter skin you are like the more beautiful you are and whatever. So they view themselves like, it's just like this, like 
fuck it well it's because in that country it's a rarity to have lighter skin so it's like a beauty thing. yeah it's yeah it's more of a it's an exception to the rule yeah dude. well it's like it's but like you, when overweight people I, used to I be attractive you find all of yeah well that's true like uh you know it was attractive for like you know women to be plump because it meant they were healthy and they could bear children and stuff yeah but like I think any culture, any society finds a way to find a hierarchy, a structure, and a way to value things on superficial basis. I'm not, and sometimes that manifests in very negative ways. It can. I think every. I think all cultures do that. Um, I think America, for all of its faults, has probably come the farthest away from that in the past hundred years. Mm, maybe. Yeah. I mean, in terms of just like get moving past that kind of paradigm. Uh, well, it, it's funny because. The critical theorists believe in separation of races. I know. That's like, what's that's so what backwards it, about it. And that's because it all springs. It's so like, you know, and I would see we've mentioned this before. This guy, James Lindsay, he does a bunch. Don't go to his Twitter. Just go find his podcast. Uh, new discourses. Yeah, new discourses. And he goes through the history of it. And you can fact check him and you can look it up for yourself. But uh, he makes a compelling argument because it's so it, it's so pernicious and it goes really far back. And yeah. a lot of this, and this, has, and then there's all this stuff that was being pushed into the the black communities with like the Muslim Brotherhood, and mm -hmm. they're all connected to it about this segregationist attitude. I mean, even somebody nation like of Islam, uh, dude. the Nation of Islam. I mean, even um, up until the end of his life, you know, Malcolm X was a complete segregationist. He was he totally well, yeah, drank Kool Aid on that shit until the last like two six years months, of his life. Eight uh, months. He, he got to, really... Well, he went to Mecca. It was when he went to yeah. Mecca. He made a pil pilgrimage. I actually just rewatched the movie. Uh, Malcolm yeah. X. Uh, yeah, so I watched uh, Spike Lee, and when he went to Mecca, uh, Malcolm X saw like people of all different walks of life and colors and creeds, and they were all at Mecca kind of doing the same thing he was doing. And it was kind of an eye-opening moment for him, and he kind of thought about what he was doing and, and how that you actually need to come together with everybody to really make a change because there's not enough. If you're just going to be uh, insular and just only deal with black people, there's not going to be enough people to actually affect real change. Yep. Yeah, and then he got killed for it. Kind of. Well, yeah, it was it was partially for that, but it was also because of the internal politics of the of the no, he of was creating his own branch or whatever. And well, because they, they everybody got jealous of him because he was so popular, yeah. and the guy yeah, and they tried to like, make him take a back seat. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, Is Louis Farrakhan in that movie? Very briefly, yeah. Is he supposed to be like he? They they represent him somehow. I believe so. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, he was there. I mean, people say that he was involved in it. But he what, said he, with he says he wasn't. He says he wasn't. But of course they were. And the FBI was probably thankful for it, so they left him alone. I was watching interviews uh, with uh, with Spike Lee because we I just actually I just uploaded it's on Odyssey. It's blocked on YouTube for the time being. Of our I have a big long interview or review rather of Spike Lee's uh, "Do the Right Thing." So I was watching a bunch of interviews, and I watched some other Spike Lee movies for preparation. And and uh, yeah, he talked to Louis Farrakhan, and Louis Farrakhan was like, "No, you know," he's like, "You know, I might have contributed to the climate of the time, but no, I didn't have anything to do with it." And Spike Lee's like, "Good enough for me." Yourself, <laughs> dude, yourself. Come on, Spike. Spike is probably a supporter of Nation of Islam. Ice Cube and all those guys are. Spike is, but he won't be Muslim. He it's it's like one of these things that I talk about on the podcast. It's like when you don't have like groups or representation, you just kind of have to take what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. it kind of just like 
Uh, it's just it's just these these this critical race theory stuff. I think Florida just signed a law, not outright banning it, but you can't teach it to kids. Like you can't teach certain sects and tenets of the faith to children, and it, it's it's become a religion because it's not based in reality. It's it's and that's the whole point of critical theory. Well, it, or it's it's an overcorrection in a way that is ends up being very negative, and then it kind of discredits and you lose credibility because you're like, is there things to talk about? Could we address some certain things, inequities and whatnot? Probably. No. But when you're that no. fucking crazy, when you're that crazy we did about it. it, like people don't have those conversations. They don't. Why would we, you? You're just alienating people, and it's it's weird. It's like this weird submissive culture that they want to create, and it's but we it's did it already. Awkward. We did it. Did what? We did it. Like, is it perfect? Like, are people still feeling some setbacks in certain communities or certain areas of the country? Yes. But it's done. It's over. You have to move on from it. They're holding on to race like it, like it, like, like it, they can't let go. No, they need to. I wish that, you know, the black that's a class community, issue. And it's something that's like a lot of, I think it's more of a class issue at this point. But like uh, they need to hold their leadership accountable and start asking questions about why they are in the circumstances they are, why they, why this was developed in the first place, and get woke in that way, and not and find a way through it and not be angry about it. I well, guess. I think we just need to start claiming language back and refuse to, refuse to use their terminology. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, that's that's how. That's kind of like my you're gonna tell talk to me about fucking birthing people. Go shut your fucking mouth. And go fucking go go sit in your fucking little piss ant corner, while I say, "Oh, she gave birth." Like I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna play these. This is what Hegel wrote about with dialectics. Like it's like all fucking junk. It's junk. They just take these fucking words and they say they reclaim them. They own them now. Yeah, it's because like, it's it's about submissive culture. They want a, a culture of submission. It's just like if they they know if they just beat you over the head with it, like a lot of people just give in. That's usually how it goes, Maybe. unfortunately. Maybe. And if they can get it into the popular culture where you're inundated with it day in, day out, from the time yeah. you're four years old to the time you're 50 to the time you're 60, every movie you see, every TV show you watch, every song you listen to incorporates it some way, every commercial, it's it's impossible to get away from for most people, you know? Well, unless, I, you really, I, unless you really unplug from the internet and cable and sports and everything it's involved in yeah. everything. It's infested everything so well that's why we have to take these institutions back and by force and like by legitimate force and like in in coercion like the worst thing and i think they a lot of criticism the older republicans don't know how to organize young republicans do young republicans are getting really good at organizing and creating like turning point usa they have a woman's division now uh, these are uh, basically every major college conservative groups are becoming more and more, uh, because they need find ways to, 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 uh, to organize. And that's something that the younger generation of, uh, Republicans are getting good at or conserve. I mean, they're always, like, those kind of clubs have always been there. Are they just bigger than they have been in the past? Maybe. Well, I mean, I never heard of Turning Point USA before 2014. No, but there, but there was always like the young Republicans and stuff like that. Right? That's yeah, been around forever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but, but this is never this as is aggressively because Turning yeah. Point USA became a little mini industry. Honestly, and uh, there's a guy I listen to all the time who criticizes like his peers, like the guys that are middle aged guys that write about politics, conservative writers. He's like. 
you guys traded colleges for cruise ships. He's like, you guys should have been at colleges. Like, not you should be talking to college kids, not talking to fifty-year-old boomers that read your blog. But they, like, but they are, like Charlie he, Kirk and these no, guys. I, I, no, I'm not. No, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking well, who, about like the Matt old, Walsh? the old guard. No, not no, Matt Walsh and them, because that's you know Ben Shapiro. Them, they were smart enough that they like, oh no, we need to insert ourselves in colleges. Yeah. That's why they're making movies. That's why they're well, doing what, like, like the I guess I just... There's a lot of conservative writers, the conservative intelligentsia of the right. A lot of people that you you probably don't even know their names because uh, like David French or oh, Jonah David Goldberg, uh, Stephen He's L. Miller, it. fucking um, oh, I don't know. Um, there's a lot more. A lot of people uh, I, I can't name off my dome, but they don't cater to. They're not trying to educate a new generation. They kind of just give up on it. And they only want to talk to each other. And that's the problem. Like, if you're out there trying to, like, espouse the virtues of conservatism and you want to actually convert people over to your side, you have to go out and make the argument to the people that need to hear it. You well, don't, maybe a 50-year-old guy needs to hear it a lot less than a 22-year-old kid. Like, that's just, that's just I agree. if you want to win, heart, you want to win hearts and minds, so you got to do the work. And they don't. So yeah, that's no, why people is, yeah. like Charlie Kirk... Candace Owens, even the Daily Wire people, that opened up a lane. There was that was an underserved demographic. And that's why they're so popular, because they're the only ones doing it. And that's there's no alternative. <laughs> like if you're a right-leaning kid in college, there is nothing else. There's fucking nothing else. That's why they're so big, you know? Uh yeah. I mean, like I said though, I, I don't think these just because they're unique, that's the reason they exist. You have the Young Turks. You have people like that. Like that, to me, is proof that that is a small number of people. Like something yeah, like the, the Young, Young Turks existing. Young Turks were very thin. You, you got look. You don't remember. I'm talking about today. I'm not no, talking about I, I understand 10 that, years but, ago. But they did the work. They did that work, and now they are like the middle-aged conservative people that only talk to each other. Right. But there was a time that the Young Turks were very effective. They were very popular. Everybody liked the Young Turks because they were they were left leaning, but they were more to the center of the left. Mm -hmm. There was a period of time where it was like that. They were much more like liberal in the classical way to put it. It wasn't until like twenty fourteen, yeah, twenty fifteen, they started going crazy. Like, but that's but that's my point is that they represent now. I'm not talking about what they did before. They represent now a very small percentage, a very small portion of people. Until the next election cycle, yeah, and then people start paying attention again. But. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I don't really see them in the future. I don't see them being around in 30 years. Like Ben Shapiro will be around in 30 years. Like he will be an establishment, like more so than – like he won't be on the fringe. He's not going to be a fringe guy. Like Ben Shapiro will be on Fox have his own television show, that type of thing. Or Daily yeah. Wire will have their own channel. Oh, their own network. That's what something. they're doing. That's what yeah. they're trying to build. Yeah. Right. So like that's gonna be way more culturally significant. I just don't see that with the Young Turks. Well the, the Daily um, Wire is interesting because they are kind of like a modern version of the Young Turks in terms of their model. Like the Young Turks were doing that, but they just started doing that in like two thousand eight. You know, like they mm -hmm. just started a long time before them. Because they were a lot more like that. And there was something uh, that you wanted to kind of root for them in a weird way because they were kind of outside of the system a little bit, even though however yeah. much Cenk Uger really desperately wants to be inside of it. 
Mm-hmm. He just wants to so bad. And he thinks just like yelling and being a maniac is his way in. <laughs> Maybe. One of the, like a shockingly dumb person. Shocking. Like him and Anna Kasparian, it is shocking how irresponsible they are. I don't <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's they're dumb. I just don't I think, think they I, it's not being it's not even is it laziness? They just are selective. They, they selectively they're, choose what they uh, They're literally the people that read a headline and then react to it and that's what they're reacting to. They don't even like get into the story. Like, I, I, yeah, like I said I don't watch I, don't know. I used to watch the Young Turks uh occasionally just for whatever, a counter programming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't even do it anymore. That's, no, I Alex Jones. Alex Jones has been all the only one tried and true for his entire time. But Alex there's Jones, good example. He's another guy that started off uh, very much like the Young Turks. Like I said, actually, we talked about on Zoobox Live last night. Mm-hmm. They were kind of contemporaries for a while. And Cenk Uger used to be on Alex Jones' show. I think Alex Jones was on the Young Turks a couple times. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, pretty interesting. Listening to Alex Jones returns uh, for the second time. Or 50th time, whatever. But recently, I was just... He really isn't politically anything. Like, he is pretty... Whatever. He doesn't... Like, when he went after Bush, you know, he was going after Bush hard. Like, it wasn't because Bush was a Republican. He didn't try to protect him. Well, he was, like, anti-authoritarian. No, anti-power. I would say say Trump was was kind of a huge turning point for him as a broadcast or whatever you want to call him because he just he went full on the hog with that um which but the thing is like the thing with trump uh is was trump the earthquake or was trump the tremor you know before the earthquake like was was trump really this defining moment uh that like okay now the establishment has its seat of power back and it's not giving it up or you know, is is Trump himself a part of the elite? You know, I think I think he is. I mean, I I think he's like you know because people want to paint him like oh you know he really started something he woke a lot of people up people are way more activated now I think that stuff's kind of true, but also he you could view him as a control mechanism as well. He was allowed to have that position, allowed to fail in a myriad of ways. I know he did a lot of good things, but a lot of the major things I think people wanted him to do. Was there a lot of movement on stuff? I mean, I don't know. Well, like what? What's something that you think? Like surveillance, said- like surveillance state stuff. Mm, fair um, enough. Uh, what else? I mean, that's the thing that comes off. Yeah, the but top like, as the- like, like there was a like he had a couple of years to really get some stuff done. He yeah, did. but no, he didn't. He didn't though. He didn't yeah. have a couple of years, Ryan. They spent, uh, Sean. They spent two years on a witch hunt, like. Like going after him in every single way politically with the intelligence agencies. They they kept doing it too. I mean, no, I know, but what the main thing is he was politically hamstrung. Like he couldn't do anything. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, every president has to deal with shit like that. I mean, no, not like that, Sean. Not like just being not being able to get things done. I mean, though, that's the whole work is trying to figure out how to in that climate. I mean, yeah, like I like you said, I mean, I think he had, I guess, you know, I don't know what you call it. The shadow government, the state, (laughs) deep state, No, the the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy, people people. that felt slighted in the intelligence community because he didn't value them. 
he did, he wasn't impressed by them just because they existed, and that rubbed right. him the wrong way. And he, he, you know, just his way of speaking and his attitude it probably rubbed them the wrong way. They're used to a certain type of decorum. That's what they want. They like the pageantry of their job and their position. Makes them feel but important. The question is this: So, do you feel like the entire RussiaGate thing was just a way? Well, like, was, so that was all yeah, bull it was just, crap. It was just obfuscation. It was just no, because like, like you're said, saying, a couple if, waters. If Trump is a plant. Right, or whatever. Like, this is the intention is to make roughly, I don't know, 70 million people distrust you and to make you think that the FBI and the CIA are like failures in the eyes of the American people yeah, and how they, they spy it, yeah, and they do all these things. Because it's created a fissure within the American people. Like, it really has nothing to do with how people feel about the establishment. They're still there and they still operate, and it doesn't really matter what you and I think, unfortunately. Doesn't really well, that's they, don't, they don't give a shit. But what? But me and you, well, the proverbial you, like the people out there in the world, we've never been more like uh, contentious with each other about things that I don't know shouldn't really I, be that big of a deal. And we can't actually come together as like a people and try to take back our country in some sort of coherent fashion. It's all these little pockets everywhere of people trying to figure it out themselves. There's well, not a lot mean? of unity. You know, there's not a lot of like cooperation. Take our country back from whom? The bureaucrats. The intelligence mm -hmm. communities. Maybe mm -hmm. they have a little, uh, a lopsided amounts of power, you know? Mm -hmm. and well, how not, do you take it back? I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer to that. You know, that is, that's the question. How do you take it back? But I think people have to collectively come together in like with a singular voice to do it, whatever it is. Right. Whether, whether that's like, you know, gaming the voting system in a way to get, you know, people in there, no matter what side of the aisle are on, uh, that, you know, you need to get, like, left and right-leaning Rand Pauls up in there, like, all over the place. <laughs> you to have more people like that, or Joe Manchin, even, right? And that's the guy who's like, hey, I have what I believe, and I'm not going to go against it just because you don't like it, and I have my constituency, and they, this is why well, they... Vote he's in a purple state, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's playing the game, but it ends up being a good thing. Well, right? that, and that's and, what but, the whole but point... He's, but he's held accountable to a coherent voice that's like, this is what we want you to do. You know? Right. I don't think a lot of people have that. I don't think a lot of people are beholden to that. Some of any of these people in office are legacy people. Been there forever. They've just been holding these positions. They get voted in every two to four years. Mm -hmm. You know? And it never changes. These people are 100 fucking years old. Diane Feinstein's old as fuck, yeah. <laughs> she's like 80 something years old. What's her name? Uh, Nancy Pelosi's in her 80s. She's 70s, 80. yeah. She's like late 70s. Yeah. Oh, dude, I think she's 80. She 80? Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. How old did, is she? 81 years old. God damn. Do you, know what, do you know what they were talking about? I heard a rumor, not a rumor, like an idea. Someone's put up the proposition. Have Trump run for the house in florida get voted in as oh, to the be speaker. speaker yeah that was and a, then uh, ron DeSantis run for the president with tulsi gabbard or or some maybe other centrist left leaning person break the paradigm like it would take that would be the funniest fucking shit ever could you imagine ron DeSantis ain't running with tulsi gabbard but <laughs> you never know <laughs> Uh, uh, he's a company. He's, I think he's a company guy. I mean, he, I like he does. He's doing well by the state, right? Like that's what's important because he's being. Yeah. He's going to be. He feels he'll be held accountable. The constituency they like what he's doing for the most part. It seems like, or at least 
a majority does. So yeah. that puts him in good position. And then the rest of the country looks at him and be like, man, I wish I had a governor like you. Because that's being, how you become like, president. That's how you know he's going to run for president is because of how aggressive he's being. Like he's being just very aggressive. Yeah, he's he well, he's like, fuck it, sign everything. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's fuck like, whatever. You, we'll trans, just go. Trans <laughs> kids, fuck them. You know, like, <laughs> like. Yeah, he's just like every immigrants, fucking immigrants. <laughs> fuck them. Like this is like it's all like, this shit. <laughs> it's like on Fox News. He's like calling everybody's bluff. He's like, oh, you really want to do this? Let's fucking go. Yeah, Everything you guys talk like, about, we're like, going to do. He's like, by the balls here. and run. He some is people an ex-Navy ex guy, I think. He's got some interesting background. He's got that Trumpish quality to him, like except he's just more eloquent. Yeah, he he's how, more knows how to, Yeah, he's more... He knows how to handle himself a little bit better. And he doesn't like do the typical Trump thing. Like, why would you ask that question? Why do you... Why do you... You know, like, why are you so mean to me, basically? Oh, he, he kind of does sometimes, because he's just like... He's like, you have a narrative. I know what you're doing. This is what it is. Yeah, and you're going to just gotta write whatever you want. Out, like, he's literally going, like, point by point. When, no, that's when, what I'm saying. When, he's more eloquent about it. Trump would do the same thing, but not be able to get it like, out coherently. And it's all broken trash. senses. Yeah. Your ratings are in the gutter. I know what you're doing. Bang, you know, I'm the best. Times. I'm the best. You're the worst. Look, the light's going off. The light's off. Do you see that? They every time. Like I, I don't know. He's interesting, but I, I think it would be funny to see Nancy Pelosi get removed from the Speaker of the House with Trump being put in as Speaker of the House because that would be a really powerful position for him. He would wield incredible power. He's got in to he's gotta get there. <laughs> he would get there. Are you kidding? In Florida, Sean. Be the speaker would, of the house. He would get yes, Sean. Maybe I don't know. You know what would happen if he won a, a house seat, and then the Republicans didn't vote for him to be put as speaker of the house? They would be fucking crushed. Uh, maybe theoretically. Like it would be, you know, they let him do a couple years. You know, they just you'd be fine, be ripping. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would rather see Trump in the speaker of the house position, just because it'd be just funny. It would just be great. Yeah, because I mean, what do they do? Because <laughs> like the Speaker of the House shit. has an immense All they amount do of is power. Talk shit. Well, they have a lot of power over their own people, their own party. No, they have an immense amount of power. No, like an immense amount of power. They control the security at the Capitol. They are in charge of like everything that happens. Security the at the Capitol. Yep. Oh my God. That's one of the. That's Another one of the big. Like Nancy Pelosi denied supposedly Capitol Police reinforcement or the National Guard, or and then Mayor Bowser she said, also did the thing. Let them eat cake. Well, I I saw like Doctor Shiva put out a video. Yeah, he's a Is fucking. The, he's, yeah. Who? Doctor Shiva, dude. Yeah. MIT, like two degrees from MIT. He's like this super smart guy. Uh, he put out this new video, and it's like, is Trump? part of the swamp and it's like this five minute thing where yeah. you know it, it, it was trump the swamp only you yeah decide. yeah and he's basically saying trump is a swamp you know he's he's moved on from q i guess um was he a q guy yeah there's some q there's definitely some q he's like my, he's like my old boss on facebook well isn't that fucking interesting like yeah. that's all he would write <laughs> okay <laughs> like he but, was literally because back in 2016, 2017, I like just Facebook stalked him one time and just looked at like his posts for the past four years. Obviously, a Trump dude, which is weird because this is the cult of personality with Trump. Because my old boss was not like a right wing guy; he wasn't not really about certain things. He was but, like 
not really. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he went full on the hog for Trump, though. And the Q stuff, it was just so funny. Isn't that fucking interesting? <laughs> just hear his voice. Hear his dumb voice saying it. I can imagine working with him and him showing it to me on his phone. Uh, fucking well, something to think about. Well, I mean, it is, but the question is, when you look at the the January sixth uh, riot, um, I mean, it is fucking weird. Like there, it's too. How do you not? Is that incompetence? Like, do you think that was just all incompetence and hubris that they really didn't think people would do that? I think part of it was. I don't think they thought they, that crowd would do that. They had never done anything like that before. Or, that's but, that's that's why it, it casts weird. Sean, you had things. military occupation at the Capitol for months. I know. After that, does that kind of look like a coup? It's like well, I guess. I mean, well, no. Like, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. We know that the election did some funky stuff. Some funky sauce. There's some funky sauce. Ocean Eleven, whatever. Some funky sauce. All the way, like, every part of the establishment failed them. It failed, like, on every level. Like, it really did. Like, there is no doubt. They literally just changed, I think it was in Pennsylvania, that, like, they changed the law. They're like, no, you can't just, the governor or the secretary of state just can't do, like, it was already written in the law. You can't just change election law. Like, you just can't do that. So, it's fucking hilarious. Apparently you can if nobody's really paying attention. But, but you look at the whole. Late. But you look at the whole thing. That's a long con to me. Like, it looks like a long con. Like you're like, oh well, because everybody hated Trump in the establishment. No one really liked the guy. No one wanted him in for a second time around. Especially when you know it's going to be a second term, which means he's going to go buck fucking wild. The Russia fucking shit didn't work. You know the Ukraine shit didn't work. The yeah. two impeachments, it's like, dude, have you ever seen a political candidate, political president, whatever you want to call it, someone in politics at this mainstream level get just like it was it was a giant operation from the media to the judicial system to like now they like look at the election audits and all this weird stuff like why are these the doj came out today and we're like we're not we are going to ensure like basically threatening states if they can go forward with these audits like wisconsin pennsylvania is trying to do one georgia's trying to do one that the doj is going to come stop it are they saying they're going to stop it or that they just don't care the results are not going to change anything well, they, uh, Merrick. I mean, because uh, because they're, they're basically, uh, from what I understand, at least I, this is what I've kind of gathered, is that there is no real mechanism for reinstitution, so it doesn't matter if they find them. No, no, it's, it's not the re- It's already, no. it's already just, it's past the point of no return. Merrick, Gar- no, because this is an official result. It's certified. There's nothing you can do to change that under the Constitution, unless Nicholas Cage and his team get together, and then yeah. maybe we'll find out. Maybe that's wouldn't that be sick? If season three, or like their season that they're gonna do before they make the third movie for Disney Plus, is literally Nicolas Cage trying to find the document, and at the end of the third season, Donald Trump gets reinstated as president, that would just be the most baller move Disney could do because it yeah, would be sure. hilarious. Sure, but Disney tell me that wouldn't be lying. hilarious. 
Tell me what you wouldn't watch that. Would you watch that? No, probably you not. You wouldn't watch that? You wouldn't think that would be hilarious? Dude, that would be the greatest. Like, if Disney wanted to really make money, that's what they would do. It would be freaking hilarious. But anyway. No, if Disney wanted to make money, they would just stay out of social stuff publicly. They wouldn't say anything. They would just do it. Because then if you don't say anything, you don't alert people to it. Like, oh, pay attention. First gay character, pay attention. Equality. Like, people wouldn't care. People would be like, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Fuck Winter Soldier's on, dude. Let's eat some popcorn. And they would just watch it and they would just accept it. Like they have in the past. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, as much as people, all the people that constantly bitch about Disney and their work with China and everything are the same people that are constantly talking about whatever fucking product they put out. Stop watching it, people. Fucking just stop watching it. No, but like to ignore it would also be stupid. They just yeah, but they just do it to complain about it. Like they know they're not gonna like it. Well, you they gotta make gonna, content. They don't, yeah, but they don't do anything like it's not like they're doing in depth deconstructions of things. What do you mean? Like when they what talk about like Disney shows, like especially like, to talk what? about the Marvel stuff. It's all very what? Su- what? superficial things. Like uh, my boy, the quartering Jeremy from the quartering. They released mm-hmm. a cast picture for this Netflix Resident Evil series. It's a oh bunch, yeah, a bunch of chicks and. Uh, and one black guy, and I and I like the actor, the black guy. He was cast as Albert Wesker, which doesn't ve- make very much sense to have a black guy play that character because he's supposed to be like this, like eugenics <laughs> master. No, it, makes, it makes sense today. <laughs> nation it, nation of Islam, they're black supremacists. Maybe that's what Umbrella is now. They're from they're part well, of the no, nation but it, it goes no, but anyways, goes, but he was he was just like he made a video like immediately. 20 minutes after like this thing comes out and it's just like Disney or, or was it Netflix uh, Resident Evil disaster. And you're like, eh, I don't know. This hasn't been made yet. You're just responding to a picture. <laughs> yeah, but he's making con- He's a content creator. Like, no, I know gotta, that. I, I know that. Things. I know that, but that's what Make I'm content. saying. Like that, that, that treadmill of having to do that and respond to those things it's just so ephemeral. Like it just but doesn't like even what, matter. But how many times have you been disappointed because Everybody of watched. woke woke shit in movies? I don't watch them. I just don't watch them. Like I don't like. It, I understand. If, if, it, but if it doesn't like, if it interests me, I will watch it. Period. But, but like, I hear you. It's just not like something that gets in the way. Like I got to be fair. Like it's somebody that really likes movies and storytelling. I got to be fair and be like, okay, well, is this like a well? written constructed thing can you you can do it well or you can do it bad like and when people do it well you don't notice i mean you like the mayor of east town right you like that show mm-hmm. pretty progressive show i guess even just on the basic it's basic premise it's a pretty progressive show do you tell what like even kate winslet's character it's the same thing that i bitch i not bitch about but i brought up before when you just make a woman a man, <laughs> she just acts like a guy. <laughs> for most of the, like, for the vast majority of her character traits, it's just like, oh, you're like a slobby dude. Oh, okay. And that's your character. I like, listen, I like that show well enough. I, yeah. I don't know why that would be deemed progressive, but. It is. What are you talking about? Why just, would that be she progressive? Takes, she takes the masculine role in the movie, and all of the dudes are like these simps, like these weak, gross, pieces of shit every single one of them every single dude in that show 
from her ex-husband to the <laughs> to her well, partner like who, uh, they're, who, but it, they're to, uh, guy pierce guy pierce's character yeah but they're all genteel they're all soft boys and she's like the rough and tough well, it like, makes but it makes sense that's what you were swelling lumberjack but is it because she's a woman or is this like to balance out her harshness with some soft people like you think that yeah. was deliberately planned no, I think that's just the way people write stories now. They, they just think that's just like what what makes it a compelling narrative. Yeah, it's it not is. that it, when you really start thinking about it, you're like, well, that's not really an interesting dynamic. Like, it's not because there isn't a lot of like difference in between any of these characters. They're all a variation on like, you know, yeah, men are weak, dude. Men suck. They don't got what she needs. I I right? did not sense that, but. Yeah, Dan, yeah. you're not looking with eyes, buddy, because nobody guess. told you that that was a woke show. Well, it's now, not about it being that's woke. I told you. That's what I told you. If but it's, it's well it's written like, and you like it, like you're not even going to notice. But it's not about – that show has nothing to do with her being a woman, though, necessarily. It's, she's not the main focus. It's not her, her gender. That has nothing to do with like the focus of the, the narrative or the show. Like her boss doesn't go up to her like, listen, I get it. You're a fucking bitch. Okay. Well, you, need, you need to go take a seat. Well, maybe. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? No, like, it's not, it's not directly brought up in that way, but I would say the, the power, the traditional dynamics between men and women are just reversed. It's just reversed. It's just something I notice. Sometimes you notice it in commercials for fucking sure. swiffers. Like it's just something yeah, that I, it, yeah, it's I'm not going to deny it. The I'm not subtle, the subtle little thing that you you will just see a thousand times and never think about it, because if you're smart, you don't point it out. You don't you don't bring it up. You just do it. And then if you get people like Kate Winslet involved, you get good actors. You get a decent script. Yeah, but the strong matriarchal, like that's a story arc that's been like or that all those men like been... abandon them. They're like abandoned women. What are you talking? Every fucking woman in that in that show are like abandoned. Haunting. On their own, abandoned, they're alone, they're miserable. Every whether, woman, though. Whether it's like a lady who has cancer, it's the fucking, the mother of the, of what, of the, the, of the well, I don't want to get into it, but her friend. Yeah. Uh, that she, they have a thing at the end. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the woman who works at the gas station, you're like, what is, the, I mean, these are reflections of real, of real small town life and what women have to deal with. So, it's okay to deal with that. It's okay to talk about that, obviously. But um, it just seemed very, very lopsided. It was just very lopsided in that sense. And I just noticed that. What do you mean? Like, the like fucking, said, the main fucking guy, like her partner guy. Yeah. He's a strong guy. I mean, he's a young man. He's, oh, he's just a, like, he's a beta dude. Beta. No, he's not a beta. He's just beta. young. He's a Jeez. young guy trying to pick up a 55 year old woman. Smoking Beta. hot, smoking hot, dude. But they're also also gentle and soft, and they're no, all happy. She's running the show. All, she's all so the men, all the men are like happy. They have like no real like no problems or responsibilities that you think of. Like you <laughs> well, that they showed on the show. I mean, the biggest pain in the ass for her ex husband is Mare. <laughs> she's the biggest pain in the ass, and uh, Guy Pierce character. He's like, no, no, whatever. I, I'm just here. I'm cool. I'm a cool guy. I just kind of yeah, here. He's a cool guy. He's masculine. He's sexy. He's <laughs> doing his thing. Um. Yeah. 
I like that show though. I did enjoy. It. I yeah, really like. I, I, I would I, watch I just, ten seasons but, of of the, uh, Kate Winslet playing that character. Yes, she's great. I guess it was, but I really just. I don't know. I don't know if I, I agree with what you said there, but you're you're not wrong. I think there's definitely some truth. No, it's it, like what I said. We've talked about this a thousand times with movies. It's like if it's well done, you don't notice. You don't but care. But it, it's it shouldn't be the focus. That's it. Like it should not be the focus is that she's a woman. The focus should be no. that she's a good detective trying to do her job. Yeah, and she's can't. got her grief or it whatever. Can be, it could be part of her character's DNA. Have you ever I, seen Stargate? That, yeah. song, that, that whole movie is about Kurt Russell coming to terms with his son's his death. Son's death, yeah. That's right. Yeah. As, and you know, contact, same thing, basically. Coming it's to all terms about dead kids. It's all about dead parents. Yeah, yeah. Can't get away from it. But I'm telling you, no, I, I really do believe that there is something like Watchmen. You take a great, a great platform to build from, and you turn it into. Some like just junk. It's just junk. Well, like this is the problem. If Watchmen was done, wasn't so on the nose, like you wouldn't notice, you wouldn't care. Like it, I don't get juice because like, oh, that's like a parallel to to what people say that was going on in the world right now. Like it's not that exciting to me. I, maybe I'm just like old and I've just read too much dystopian sci-fi and all that stuff. I don't know. But that show is just poorly written. Honestly, for I mean, there there are moments of that show that were good. There's some good characters. There's some good performances. Um, it starts kind of getting more interesting towards the end. No, I, I gave up about three episodes in, four episodes in. Yeah, like, it's, eh. it's, it was disappointing, I would say. And, it is but, disappointing, yeah, it, but, but to bring it, it, it up. But, you could, so but like, uh, the old Watchmen, if you were to like think about when it came out, was pretty woke for its time. Things it was dealing with, the, the kind of the yeah, male-female dynamics and how those things operated and the sexism, misogyny. Uh, the way science and elitism, like anti-corporate, like you know, they had a lot of those elements in the story. Yeah, but that's not being woke. That's being no. individualistic. Yeah, but and back, idealistic. Back when that came out, though, I I understand what you're saying, but that in itself was not being woke. That yes. wasn't political correctness. For, yeah, but for the time it was. That's what I'm saying. No, it wasn't. In the context of time, it was. So you, that's why, like, I think like, the subject matter of the new Watchmen show is very much in line with. The comic book Watchmen. What what year did it come out? Uh, late eighties, mid eighties. Late late eighties. The book comes out, and I I just don't. It, there's no way that is like woke, like to bring up, like to broach no, ideas, it's, to discuss it's not like, like it's, topics or yeah. But it's not a literal one to one. In nineteen eighty seven, it came out. Um, it's not a literal one to one. I'm saying it is the equivalent. At the time, that was pretty like provocative. It was pretty shocking. People were not used to that in comic books. They weren't used sure. to that popular media in that kind of aggressive way. Uh, so it was it was a little transgressive, and that's kind of what they were going for with the new thing. Because like you know, back then their version of Trump was Nixon. So Nixon is still the president and Watchmen because mm. you know because of emergency powers and stuff. Like that's just like that was that stuff was provocative at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. And the new show tries to do that, and I just don't think it's it's not as thoughtful. It's very one note. It's very on the nose. It's just very preachy in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, but it, it's like it's like the idea of the liberal back then was individual freedom and expression mm-hmm. of ideas and what well, you. Alan Moore's a, a fucking nut, dude. So he's like a well, he, I, thinks he's a wizard. he thinks what? He's, he's a wizard. 
He might be. He's like a warlock for real. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's like the individual expression. And that is what homosexuality, like the morality of homosexuality to like Christians and stuff was a completely different thing. And that was very pervasive in the system. So it was shocking. But the I, that core ten, like sentiment of being a homosexual from the liberal side was about their their choice to be gay is their choice. Like it's whatever it is. Oh, well, it's not yeah. a choice or their just disposition. They have a right to do what they want in the. It's their choice. Their yeah. It's their choice. Which is like, what, I mean, yeah. you know, people, it's kind of shocking, but people don't really contextualize it like this. I mean, it's like 2012. That's when, like, people started becoming okay with gay marriage and stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's not very even that recent. long. It's a blip. It's well, not it was the ago. political will was not there. And it, they just, it just, over time, it was 30 years of media. Trump, and, Trump was the first person to come in supporting LGBTQ people. I think, and yeah, that's like a first time running. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was the first political candidate to ever come out and win the presidency. You know, famously, supporting Hil- marriage. Hillary Clinton in, what, 2008 when she was running, she defined marriage as between a man and a woman. Yeah. And oh, that was, just, you know, they, but, but they just, the, that's just Paul, that's bureaucrats. This is, they just go well, with whatever. Well, they're not, is. they're not bureaucrats, but they're, they're definitely a reflection of the culture. You know, they're going to go with, with what gets them to win. Um, and that's just what it is. Like the bureaucrats, they'll never be displaced. Those people have been working in Washington, D.C., and the Pentagon, and, and DARPA, and, and all this, like, for, like, decades and decades. The guys that are running Raytheon and, like, the bankers. You know, like, they think it's a conspiracy theory to talk about, but the bank bankers and Wall Street have a lot of influence in this world. So if they have an agenda, which you go back to the, you know, the Ford Foundation, the Gerald Ford Foundation, where they were really investing in like Marxism and like this type of stuff back in the early 1900s, they were super into it. They were super, quote unquote, woke. You know, that's how they view what their version of woke was. Well, black people are poor and they're not really on the same level as us. So we should eradicate them. We should eliminate them from existence, which is where you have the birth of like, you know, feminism, the right to vote mistake. We should never let women vote. They should forever. Dan does uh, not support women's suffrage. Oh, my God. No, like suffering is fine. Suffrage. No, thank you. But you think of like, you know, they really were behind a lot of these. They supported Hitler. They supported uh, uh, Lenin. They supported all these like big social figures which is why the new york times were put into russia they put like the most left-leaning guy they could the socialist like communist guy to write all these articles this is something that's been kind of an ever progressive the progressive movement has been moving further and further left um the homosexual like argument and the gay marriage that was always a cover like that was always something oh like you like people forget it was the conservatives that really pushed a lot of the most progressive stuff in this country. It was the Republicans. They always fought for individual sovereignty. Yeah, people because people look at, they just kind of paint a broad brush because of their, uh, you know, because a lot of them are corporatists and stuff like that. A lot of them will skew things for the favor of corporate America. 
Um, but when it came to like your individual rights, yeah, they were always kind of leaning on the side of you know more liberty, more freedom. I suppose. I suppose some of them no, did. Some of them individual. Didn't. I mean, no, they cared there was about a the individual. There was a lot of religious, religious like ideological stuff. You know, with Which, Republican pre- like or what? not presidents. What do you mean? Like what? What do you mean? Like what I don't do you know. Mean? Just, like uh, like banning Harry Potter books from libraries and just stupid shit like that. Who Those, banned Harry Potter from libraries? Yeah, a bunch of people tried. I think it was uh, Sarah Palin was one of them. I think. Really? Yeah. Let me see. I could look it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can always have one-offs. You can always have crazies. No, but it would always be stuff like even like the uh, you know not allowing gay marriage. That was mostly a Christian thing. Well, like, why is marriage board. even a legal thing anyway? Why do they? Why does that? No, have to I be agree. I agree. I wrote something years ago about actually when all this happened. I was like, this was an opportunity to ask the question: Why the federal government? Why the state has anything to do with marriage? Who you're allowed to marry. I mean, I understand. There's a lot of things because there's benefits to it. There's tax stuff that's involved with it. Because th- there was a time where they wanted to incentivize people to get married, have kids, buy a house. And they would incentivize those things through taxes. But um, so I assume that's probably a big part of the reason, I have to say. But we could at least ask the question. I'm sure somebody could explain it. But I, I maybe. But they maybe. shouldn't have it shouldn't they shouldn't have the right to say on a on a level like you're not allowed to marry this person. Like they right. should and they, period. And they, period they end of story it. and they rectified it and it took a long time to happen. It's just things happen but slowly. It, but how long, like the advocation, you know, it was 1967 when black and white people could legally get married or inter, inter, inter uh, racial couples yeah. could marry. Yeah. Actually, well, there's a movie about it. It's called yes. Loving. Yeah, Loving. Yeah, Loving v. Virginia, I think is what it is yeah. the case. But it's, yeah, like it's not perfect. It's not a perfect. We passed the Civil Rights Act before fucking white and black people could get married. Like we literally did. Like it, it, there was still stuff to figure out. Jim Crow like, laws. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. They're like, hold on. Okay, you can go to school with us, but marrying us? <laughs> oh, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Well, the thing is, with the marriage issue, it is very religious oriented. You know, it's Christian sense, like. Yeah, because that's what it used to be. It used to, before it was the state, you would go to a church to get married. Although, no, it's uh, I mean, was it King King George? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who, who who made it a state thing? I could be wrong about the person's name, but I believe it was because they weren't really like traditionally religious. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I know one of the reasons why uh, Protestant. Being a Protestant or Protestantism, whatever you want to call it, got mainstreamed is because uh, I think it was King George. I could be wrong if, about yeah, that. Henry, King Henry V, the one who wanted to get a divorce. Get a divorce, yeah. His, his, wife. His, his wife's breath was so bad when he went. Shut to, up. Um, yeah, that's no, true. it was because she wouldn't bear him a child. So oh, he, dude, her breath was so fucking bad, dude. Her bath, breath was so rank. Shut up. He walked in there and he was just like, get her out of here. Get her out. Can't. You're married. Um, uh, but it's there needs to be. The this is what they're trying to do with these critical race theorists. People like Nicole Joan Harbor. Uh, they are trying to recontextualize and reorient history to 
facilitate political power and power, period. Um, it's trying to restructure everything to, for, to be more equitable or whatever they say. But it, it it's like gay people can get married now. It's over. You won. What more do you really want now? What more do does what rights does a straight person have over a gay person or a transgender person? What rights? What laws are in place that restrict them? Uh, well, I guess you could say the Florida sports ban. No, that doesn't restrict them from active participating in sports. It doesn't restrict them from participating. It says you have to go with your biological sex. Yeah. That's it. It's not yeah, restricting them. Well, that's not the way they're going to look at it. You know that. But is it really restriction, though? When you're still able to partake and do everything as normal. I'm not, I'm not suggesting because I'm not, like, pro the, like, I don't know why it's this is a thing for kids in high school. And it, it seems shouldn't like, be. It seems very, like, just messy territory. But, um... They're gonna they're gonna assume because that's their their perception of reality and their bodies and who they are and they're gonna they want to be called by the other thing they feel it's oppressive. I'm not saying I agree a, or the disagree state has with a that. Responsibility but. to well no like this is what I'm saying. If you want to live in a, an imagination land, whether you're straight or white, whatever or uh, black or whatever or trans or not, everyone has their own version of reality. But like I don't care. If you think that you should not a, a a man that transitions to a woman should not be able to partake, you know what? Like she she should not be able to partake with other women. One, if it's like combat sports, well, I think uh, it's it has to be it has to be transparent. It has to be voluntary. Like you can't. I think people have a right to know that stuff, but I also think that's in the adult realm. I don't think the state should be making decisions for high school girls about what they're going to have to compete against in a, in a way that might give somebody a huge advantage over them and then disenfranchise them. Like, I don't know. That doesn't seem right either. You know, what doesn't seem right. What do you mean? Like, does it taking, seem oppor taking opportunities away from young teenage girls in sports for are, scholarships? Are you saying trans girls? Or are you talking? No, I'm, ta I'm talking about biologically. Biological women or women birthing birthing people, Sean. Birthing. birthing I'm sorry, birthing people. Um, those that can birth, those that menstruate. But if you have a kid, like you don't want your kid to be forced into something. It, it, it's no, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're forced to compete in a situation where there's like a, a and I'm saying this technically, um, like a abnormal advantage over the vast majority of the other players no all of them all of them most of the time yes 99 especially, especially because if you're a teenager you definitely haven't been on hormones and you're definitely a lot of times you have they haven't done anything all the all the but, trans athletes are breaking records across like they're destroying I know, I know. like everything i know i'm aware no, I mean, so the, it, it's, it's like just, a I don't know, and they the way they look at it is that it's like, well, that's too bad. It's our turn now, and things will change, and it'll get yeah. figured out, but we're going to do it now. Yep. That's the way they feel about it, because at like, the end of the day, what is the project really? Is to, it is to erase the concept of men and women and be like these asexual creatures, and <laughs> and it's not going to matter anymore. Now, and Then they're not going to have like gendered sports at some point. That's probably going to happen at some point. I don't know if we'll be alive for it, but it'll probably happen. 
I, I, I don't think it'll ever be. Well, because all, gonna all go the men, into, we're gonna go men would dominate everything. And that's what I, we'll say, I say we get rid of men and women's sports, and we just have the United States Olympic team, and whoever the best is makes it. How about that? We're not allowed to play any sports. Baseball, No, canceled. seriously. Because Football, if this is the issue, canceled. the issue is this. Everything will be unisex. There will be no men, women. It will just be athlete. Athlete races athlete A races athlete B. Yeah, but you could apply that to every sport. Every sport. Do it. Yeah. No, and guess what? Nothing would change. Everyone would still watch the NBA, and which are all men, and they're all going to, like, all these sports would be all men. Well, because people think of it as, like, oh, it's, like, a sexist thing. It's, like, no, it's people, you know, well, I think we've talked about this once before, but, you know, like, men are just biologically, physically are going to be able to do more impressive things as athletes. But and it's just more, it's just, but it's just, That's we it. can't, yeah, but we can't give birth. But like, but it's just more exciting for audiences to watch that because you're watching peak performance. Yes. Yeah, we're here. Wa- for. If you're watching uh, women's sports, it can be exciting in its own right. And if you're invested in it and you, and you like that stuff, but the physical feats are not going to be as impressive. They're just not, I mean, cool. they're just, they're just not. And everybody knows that. That's why, like, you know, Serena Williams can go fucking. <laughs> Go up against for an exhibition match like a, a nobody dude and fucking lose. Fucking smash. You get smashed. smashed. Or this ha- or the or the uh, the women's soccer team getting beaten in a scrimmage by the uh, by high, high school boys. I mean, you're just like that's oh. fucking awesome. I mean, you're just like okay. I, I mean, like what are we talking? What are we talking about? Like this is a th- <laughs> no. But the thing it, it's the equivalent of you know. You drag racing a 1996 Honda Accord versus a Lamborghini. Like, it's just no comparison. Well, they're completely built for different things. There are certain things that probably don't matter. And, like, you know, and I think a lot of people have this perception because technology has kind of flattened the curve for a lot of, like, daily life for what men and women compete for with jobs and stuff. Now it's a lot of it's the same stuff, whereas before it wasn't. There was a more clear delineation because like if if you were a guy like you had to be do jobs that were more physically demanding et cetera et cetera women generally would gravitate to things that were more like intellectually demanding intellectually um, yeah like well, organization skills and all nah, that kind of dude. stuff women should not be educated they should never be taught really they should go to like home homesteading class like learn how home to act. they should be kind of 4H members no homesteading like they need to be able to run a home they need to be able to like drill a well i want my that. women strong <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> maybe maybe teach them to cook or something because but I, think, I, think, this... but I think people notice that in society and they think they can apply it everywhere ubiquitously when, when we're not really talking about that because when you're talking about sports or whatever it's not really augmented by technology per se in the same way that like an office well, it's job like, is. Like, it's like chess women can be great chess players men but men generally are at the higher end of competition they are you know queen gambit can be can try to be all day like dude, this that's is, just because women have not been allowed into the party dan there's not a right, lot of women right. chess players you saw Who's yeah you the, see queen's gambit man she had to put up with a lot of crap dan she really did and she got to get fucked by everybody it was awesome times but fun uh um, like, that fat kid from harry potter it was sick it was sick that's that's the dursley boy I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember that scene. Remember, I don't know. You know Harry Potter, right? 
You know the kid yeah, who I know. plays his cousin? Yes. Little fat kid? Yes. He's like the little soft boy that has a crush on her and then stays at her house for a while. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, then they bang and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I'm just saying. We need to... The best way to protect our planet is to make sure women become farmers. And this is my... I'm just advocating for women farmers across the United States. And, you know, child labor, child slave labor should come back. Like, we need our kids strong. Yeah. You know, China's taken over because of all the slave labor, and they've created a, a super race. People. I mean, basically, have you ever seen the movie Snowpiercer? Yes. You know, when I saw that little kid in the gears greasing and keeping it clean and keeping the train moving, I was proud. Yeah, you were like, God damn I thought, right. I hope that's my son someday. <laughs> saving, literally saving humanity. I mean, but it is kind of bullshit. You can't, like, you know, make your 12-year-old work or something, you know? Go get a fucking job. Yeah, I had a job when I was 12, but I worked for, you know, family, but... Right, but I think that's a really where your individual, your individualism is really forged in those moments of having to work and be alone and and just uh, have to d- just do a menial task, something as simple as a cleaning a cage or watering and feeding, taking care of animals, sense of responsibility. Those things are really really important for for young developing minds, but there needs to be. An understanding here. Like, I, I'm dead serious. I'm not playing their language games anymore. I'm not going to play... Like, if I'm talking to someone and they're like, oh, I'm an anarcho-communist, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to fuck... Shut the fuck up. You're stupid. And I'm anarcho-communist. You know, like, uh, one of my good friend's brothers, he had to escape from this country because he was selling drugs and shit. Like, doing illegal shit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Doing his fucking thing. And the guy is going to criticize America? I'm like, bro... Shut the fuck up. You're not even American anymore. Like, you're nothing. Like, you're mad at the country that, like, and it wasn't because he was stupid. It's because he learned this shit in college about anarcho-communism, and he thinks he's super smart, and that he's better than everybody, and this and that. And it's like, you've been exiled, bro. You've been exiled because you can't do the time because you decided to commit a crime. Do I think that that is bullshit? But it's all these fucking people... With all these like crazy, I like what is so hard about America? What's so crazy about America? We have problems for sure, policing and laws and all these things. Just stop fucking. I'm stop kowtowing to these fucking this like twelve percent of people in the United States and these woke corporations. It would all probably disappear. Well, no, I mean those corporations are only being led by whatever subsect of culture they're paying attention to. I mean they're not doing these things out of some sort of altruistic endeavor no i know but what but what that's what i'm saying if people just said you know what i'm not gonna go see this new disney movie because of this bullshit i'm not yeah but that's literally what it it takes it takes individuals making those decisions like writ large which is why organization is important and it doesn't and people don't actually care that's what i'm talking about like about what i was saying earlier like you have all of these people that talk about like the, these evil Disney and stuff like that, yet they're the first ones lining up, fucking getting the service, watching the shows, going to see the movies. You're like, okay, you're just feeding this thing. That's all you're doing. Like even, I mean, it's a, people hate watch things all the time, but you still got to pay the money. You got to put the money down to do that, and a lot of people will. And it's just a cycle. God, it we got Transformers stop being made. Even Transformers was stopped. 
<laughs> no, you know, it was things, not really. Not really. I mean, it's pretty much over. It was no, just because awful. they didn't have the resources anymore. Michael Bay moved on. I mean, they tried. It's coming back again. They just they're taking. They had to let it cool off. They did like yeah. five movies in ten years. Just, Fast and Furious Nine is going to take a ten year hiatus. Vin Diesel's going to be even heavier. I heard and just even not, less given a fuck. I heard even the Fast and Furious fans did not enjoy it. So this it new could, one, it could spell the end for Fast and Furious. Honestly, thank God. At least being uh, a, a giant thing. Well, no, but I, you make ten of anything, people are like, oh, you kind of take it for granted. You're just like, ah, oh, whatever. Maybe. For sure. I mean, I've definitely I've watched all of the all of the movies. I haven't. I think I've seen up to seven or. Something. Oh, I never watched Hobbs and Shaw. I never watched. I just. I think I actually point, I watched like, Hobbs and Shaw. That's just trash. I was done it at that point. Trash. I was like, I'm, I'm over this. It's just not, not entertaining to me. Like, I don't need CGI cars. Are not fun for me. When as soon as they're like flying through the air like superheroes, I was like, okay, okay. Because at least back in the day, like when they were first, like first five or six of them, at least it was like real car racing. Like it was real stuff with cars and that stuff's cool. Like it's, I like stunt work just as much as the next person. Awful movies, but the stunts were incredible. A lot of cool yeah. stuff. Did. It was pretty cool, practically, and it was pretty neat. But even well, Trans- guess- even the Transformers, like, like I, I don't really like those movies, but I really love watching how they made them. Very like Michael Bay is a very good director. Doesn't always pick good material to direct, like Transformers. Uh, and his instincts are, he's so immature. He's so fucking, he's such a weird guy. I mean, he uh, makes, he makes money, dude. But the, but the way he shot that stuff is impressive. It's awesome. set, the yeah. set pieces, the way that they like actually integrated CGI with practical stuff. Like there's real explosions. There's real cars flipping. So when you see a transformer fucking barreling down the street and their cars are flipping all over the place, they're it's really, real. flip, they're really flipping those cars. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. It is pretty neat. I, I'm excited for Avatar two, three, four, and five. Um, James they, Cameron's gonna blow it, blow the fucking lid off this motherfucker because they're moving to the LED technology stuff like Disney's doing. So it's a pretty cool. I get for, from what rumors. I'm curious, I'm curious how that's gonna work because like all the characters are CGI except. No, that will still be there, but they won't have to spend as much money. Well, yeah, I mean, the technology has got to be way cheaper at this point. I mean, this is the problem with Avatar. Like, he makes Avatar. He has to invent a new camera system, a new technology, how to make it, and then doesn't do anything for a couple of years, and now all that stuff's out of date. Now we gotta we got to go back to the drawing board. And like, no, like, I guess that's again, one reason. The movie was, was supposed to come out in 2022 or 2020. Maybe it might have been this year it was supposed to come out, and it got pushed back, the second well, the, one. The hot rumor is that they're trying to do... Uh, 3D Shoot. without having to wear glasses. Yeah. That would be pretty fucking crazy, huh? Yeah. It would be crazy. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking sick. That would just be awesome for hey, normal Do you people. remember what... Did you... I see. Have you ever seen Avatar? The first one? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I worked with a guy. Just a meathead guy. And he fucking loved Love Avatar. <laughs> he literally said to me, I want to live on Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> want to live there man because there's people apparently there was all these news stories about people getting severe depression because pandora didn't exist well i mean they'll fucking then you can't trust the news sean it was probably one guy it was probably a dude you worked with 
emailed some dude from the New York Times. It's like, I'm super sad. Impressed. I can't be a part and of it. And they're this. like, we have recent events where many people, you know, like this is just, it's all, it's all. I remember I, dad was kind of pissed at me because I had like, uh, we tried to go see it like earlier in the day. Couldn't get tickets. Then we just like bummed around Augusta for a couple hours to watch the next showing. And it was like a full pack theater. And I kind of insisted that we stay. And then the movie sucked. And we're just, he's just like, the fuck, man? He said, yeah, I thought you said it was good. I was like, that's what I read. That's what I read, that's man. And it was all off. lies. It was like, hey, it's, Aber- it's like it's a Aber- Pocahontas and it dances with wolves. Or fern gullies as well. Fern, it's got a lot of strong, strong Yeah, I've heard fern, fern gullies, gullies is, is one of the big ones. Now, this is something to be said. I think about basically everything we talked about tonight is take the power back that they're trying to like the words take this fucking shit even if you're at work like just refuse like no I'm not going to fucking acknowledge my whiteness you fucking racist like get the fuck out of here like oh you gotta no go fuck yourself like even people don't realize that it's even in the military like I was talking to my buddy and I'm like He's like, dude, I just didn't give a fuck about it. And I just sat there and I just didn't give a fuck about it. And I went home. And I'm like, that's fair. I get that. You know, but my buddy was a cop. He's like, yeah, dude, they make us do some slideshow shit. Everyone ignores it. And you just go on about your day. You know, that's what a lot of people are doing to get by. Yeah, it's corporate training. It's just like when you get a job at any corporate thing, you have to go through like a. And now the gays can get married. Don't you see how far it goes? Well, part of it used to be all about sexual harassment in the workplace. Like when I was coming of age and getting jobs and stuff, you would have to watch videos like as your orientation and take tests about sexual harassment in the workplace and what it means to be inappropriate and stuff. They'd field you questions. It was uh, definitely... Some people took it seriously, though. It's. I, I think you're always going to find... That's what I'm saying. People need to... One, we need to... We may have to do some sort of revolution again. It might happen. I like, don't know. No, like, like... And I mean a real revolution. Like a revolution of the internet. A revolution of, of people. That is really about just well, sovereign. I think, I think there's a lot, especially when it comes to the internet, people just being irritated with how... Sensor and everything needs yeah, to be how censorious and it's almost like authoritarian it is and like youtube has gotten out of control Clarence? actually i was, I was watching out okay. the white you know the white and underbelly interviews yeah the guy I know, soft, the Apple, soft white underbelly soft white underbelly yeah he he's even him he's just like i can't get views yep. i can't get memberships he's like i don't know what to do He's well, because like, he tried to do Patreon or something, and then well, no, he said he doesn't want to do Patreon because he thinks it's an extra barrier. But I think he's wrong about that. I think most people are, would be probably into supporting somebody that does his kind of work on Patreon. Yeah, it's I don't know his politics. Good, like I don't care. What he does great work. Are. I mean, it I does. love. Awesome. I, I could literally sit there and watch that for like ten hours. Yeah, like just I, people I've, talking about their lives. Yeah, it's, Un, and it's unencumbered, and it's, intimate. Yep, very simple, you know. Uh, it's 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 good. It's because he's actually honestly intrigued by them and and inquisitive and and yeah. he actually gives a shit. He's, a, um, he's so actually like a real journalist, a journalist. real documentarian. Yeah, that is a journalist. That is what you do. You're on the ground. You're doing your shit. There not fucking Brian their, their story, not your version of their story. Yeah. Like I want to know what you're you're all about. Well, I mean, it's important to take the time 
to really think on the problems that you feel like you're confronted with in your life, uh, with your family and in, in the workplace or wherever. Well, and, yeah. and honestly, just critically think, though. And, and then when someone says to you, because of your sex, gender, or sexual orientation, race, whatever, once they start bringing that shit up at the workplace, you'd be like, stop. I got, I don't, ha I don't need to talk. Is this about the fucking job? Does this have to do with my job? Then I don't need to talk to you about it. Yeah. And then that political stuff. No. Like, and then people are going to have to, you know, you're going to have no, to make sacrifices me, if you want to fight that. But a lot of people are just not in positions to like your friends. Like they're just like, they're not really in positions to be able to do is, much about I, it. So they just kind of have to like, well, I need my job. This is I, a requirement for my job. And yeah. they'll sit there and not pay attention and think it's bullshit. But I do I think, think there's some, no, but I think there's some truth to what you're saying. I think people, and sometimes the internet does this, it blows things up way too big and it stops what, what, people from Douglas dealing Murray? with, no, I, yeah. But what I'm saying is it stops people from dealing with these kind of issues on a more local level, just with their friends, their family, their workplace, their local communities. Uh, that's when you can go and actually make probably a, a real change. Like trying to change it from the top down is never going to work. It's just not going to. No, I, it has I think to be a cultural shift. It has to be. There's just like in the same way that culture. Well, the manu the, the manufacturers of culture, the people that are trying to socially engineer, that's where they're they're trying to steer us in that direction. Well, people have to take it upon themselves to move away from that. Unfortunately. I don't know. I, I don't think. I just don't think most people are paying attention with any like great. You're a like, nihilist, though. That's just the way you. I'm not you a nihilist. Don, you I, are I, one I'm of cynical. the most negative people when it I'm comes to like people? social issues and people. You're yeah, very. So, you're, you don't I, believe in people. Do I believe? I believe in people to a certain extent, but I I don't have faith. Like everybody, everybody needs good examples, good leadership. That's why I'm always about like having mentors fathers parent mothers like that are actually actively engaged help guide people give them a good foundation give them that kind of integrity that kind of strength that's where it starts if you want to make a change in the world it's got to start there no i think that's definitely one of the biggest parts and, if and that's where, but that's where really my focus is but when i go out and i just talk to like regular folks that are my age younger like oftentimes most people just they don't they're too busy. They got jobs. Yep. They got kids. They got lives. They don't have time to sit and watch four-hour YouTube videos. <laughs> like they don't. They do, but they just or, choose or, not or, or they choose not to. They like they yeah. they're not in the habit of doing that. How like, do you so, think so many like white Republican women got radicalized by Q? Because they had a lot of time in their hands. Yeah, you know. Oh, so, I mean, I mean, quarantine <laughs> time. That was a big testing ground to see what the internet will manifest in the real world. <laughs> that might have like, been it. Yeah. When hey, you have we'll people living a completely virtual ex like life experience, yeah. everything is virtual, had some pretty negative consequences. I just, I think before we end this, because we are running a little bit long today, but I think this is pretty funny. Uh, so G7 is the summit that's going on right now. It's like the most uh, globalist fucking agenda shit probably next to the Bilderberg Corporation. But Biden uh, gave a gift to Boris Johnson, who is the prime minister of England, right? It's a $6,000 Boris bike, complete with a blue helmet bearing the American flag and the British flags. The bicycle is handmade by a Philadelphia-based Balinkley Cycle Works 
and is and apparently a remake of the classic English three-speed and lightweight form. Now, that's pretty cool, right? That's a pretty cool gift to give somebody. Did he give him a little little cap with a fucking <laughs> no, no. little rotating but, but thing? Boris gave a gift to Biden. Johnson's, Johnson gave Biden a framed photo of anti-slavery campaigner Frederick Doug- Douglass printed out from Wikipedia. <laughs> that's a baller move. If you ask <laughs> like, that's kind of like, that's oh, no, dude. Biden's about to go meet uh, Putin. Oh, dude, dude, it is. Putin's gonna, gonna drop five bucks on the ground and just go like this. This is gonna be no. Like, I think I think Biden. Oh, I was supposed like to a, give you. I was supposed to give you a gift. Well, let's see what I have here, and he no, just throws out a couple bring dollars. He'll in a, a seven-year-old or something, and fucking that'll be it. Fresh no. off the fresh no, off the. Like if Boris Johnson did that kind of power move, now Putin's gonna have a real power move. Putin He's bring not in. Even- Bring a gift. Like he'll like he finds out somebody doesn't like dogs, so he'll Gifts bring his dogs. Really nice dog. His no, no, not a gift. He did this to a person. Somebody, I guess, that was like definitely. Oh, it was, it was uh, Merkel from Germany. Angela Merkel, and then he had yeah. his dog. His giant German shepherds kept coming in the room, and he's like, "Oh, I love my dogs," and like feeding them treats and stuff. Yep. Guy's a fucking maniac. Honestly, <laughs> no, that's smart business, dude. That's what you do. Psychological <laughs> terror. I like it. But anyway, you know. Leave us comments and stuff and all that stuff. Subscribe, share. You won't, but you should because you're fucking douches and you need to. Um, go to Spotify. Go, you know, go on there, man. Like, we're you, everywhere. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on yeah. Spotify. We're on Apple. Yeah. Uh, we're now. We have an Odyssey channel. You should check us out over on Odyssey. Uh, that I've never of, even been there. I don't expect you to, but I would say that is like where if things get taken off of YouTube, they will be put back up on Odyssey. So when I do nightcaps and they disappear from YouTube, they're over on Odyssey, Mm -hmm. which happens occasionally. So it's a backup. It's a backup. And it's cool. I think, you know, it's always good to support alternative video hosting sites. Like, you know, we give, we basically, we give uh, the monopoly to YouTube as users. There are other things we could go use. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's um, and you to have grow. to and you have to be willing to deal with the jankiness of somebody that's starting something. You have to be willing to deal with that. Yeah, for you sure. You guys, they're all this. they're all like it's like because it's a lot like D Live where it's all like the blockchain. They got their own crypto. Yeah, they have library I, tokens. They call them. Yeah, it's like the lemon economy, but and worse. you earn yeah, and you earn them by uploading videos and sharing videos. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. And it's you can a- also you can automatically put videos behind paywalls. That's an option. Oh, that's different. So you can be like, yeah, give me a thousand library tokens and you can watch my video. Yeah. <laughs> Some real premium it's content. Not- <laughs> we could do that if we do movies. If we watch movies and talk about them while we watch them, we could put them up. We could get yeah, give me five bucks. Yeah. Watch actually, it that, would be, that would actually be kind of a good idea. Maybe we should start doing that. Let us know what movies you guys think we should watch. And uh, maybe we, Sean and I can get on some stuff like that. We'll go watch uh, Tariq Nasheed's Buck Breaking. Oh, my God, yeah. That <laughs> oh, sounds so hot. You know what it's about, right? Do you know what Buck Breaking is about? I, I've only seen the... It had gay chains or something around. Yeah, It's, it's like about uh, basically the secret gay mafia trying to feminize black men. Black men? Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. It, and something a lot of uh, high-profile black celebrities have talked about. Dave Chappelle being one of them. Got to put a dress on and everything, yeah. Yeah, and he wouldn't do you it. You know what's up. Tupac tried to get was going to get fucked in the ass by 
You know that famous uh, oh, about, uh, father-in-law. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Dude, that guy definitely wanted to fuck him in the ass. Sure. <laughs> I saw that. I think I saw that out of YouTube video once. Yeah, time. me too. Yeah. I think you shared it with I me. Probably I probably did. Yes. It was a Tupac conspiracy. There used to be all of these, all of these videos, like all of these, uh, a lot of like black, like Christian guys breaking make down these, Tupac. Make these really long, in-depth, like breakdown analysis of like hip hop culture and music videos, and they would always talk about like the secret societies and stuff. They're like, "You like Denzel Washington? The guy got gang raped so he could get into the club." They don't have anybody in the club unless you'd be willing to give up. <laughs> That's why, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, what's his name? Black comedian. Freaked out. Oh, uh, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, they say that about him, but also uh, the little short dude. He used to talk about pimping. Cat Williams. Mm. Cat Williams. They say the same thing about Cat Williams. Cat Williams has also intimated a lot of freaky stuff that he experienced at Hollywood parties. And the way he described it being like eyes wide shut. And you're going deeper into the house, the weirder it gets. Yeah. I yeah. don't doubt it. I bet that's just real. But anyway. We but will if you want to be part of the elite, you got to get gang raped on tape. That's what they say. That's what this they is say. definitely Dude. getting taken down from YouTube. So. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> hope, Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> Please come back. All, All right. right, guys. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. This has been Zoobox, a podcast about nonsense. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.